0: Hello everybody, welcome to Bagging Broadcast, episode number 310. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three mm-hmm. ways.
1: The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you to the top geek stories of the past week.
2: Next... <coughs> Sorry, next is the list. The comic books that we are looking forward to coming out August 3rd. <laughs> Apparently, John, John went to Europe and he's got a little
1: Brexit in his throat.
2: Ooh... All right. uh, that was so I said hey we should do this uh, we'll do it Tuesday when I get back and then today at work before the podcast I started
0: losing my voice <clears throat> it does. Well, hopefully you didn't lose your uh, love of comic books over there because it's time for our monthly look back and we're going to be looking at some of the books that came out in the month of July 2016 and for that we have ROM number one Bounty number one Justice League Rebirth Batgirl and the Birds of Prey Rebirth Nightwing Rebirth Red Hood and the Outlaws Rebirth and oh, no. Hellblazer Rebirth, all number ones from over at DC.
1: Ooh, so many number ones. There's a lot there. They're so fresh, unlike our beer. No. <laughs> uh, we just drank, and the bottle mm. is out in the kitchen because it exploded everywhere, a uh, Southern Tier Live. And not the live that's out there now that you can buy. This is the live that uh, they originally came out with the bottle conditioned I- pale ale. Uh, that they said would you know you can just keep on you know popping uh, a fresh mm. one every six months the and beer, see how what changed.
2: The beer is live, hence the name. It <clears throat>
1: but it's, it hasn't changed <coughs> at all.
2: I was talking fine before we started recording, and now I'm like nice. worse. <clears throat>
1: now I want yeah, to cough yeah. to clear like my, my throat cold for cold. you, like I, but I can't do that. It's but, not helping. No, it's
2: not. Uh, yeah, the um. It said the reason it was called Live is because it had live active yeast, and it was going to constantly evolve. We didn't like this beer when it came out. Aging it has not helped it. Uh, The only thing that's helped is they remarketed the beer, and now it's a citrus session pale ale. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty good. I like it. This beer, it's just – it's Lost it, and like I have all the yeast in my glass, and it. need it
1: because of the vitamin I, um, B12. It's
2: well, you can see it, like it's really oh, dark. It's dark. It's very it's dark. <laughs> yeah. So it's. I mean, it's probably half the reason why the um, bottle exploded on us when mm. we opened it. Yeah, it's too much.
1: <clears throat> it, it, it ate no fuel left, no food left for the yeast, so it all ended up dying, and uh, just all that carbonation that was built up in there. Mm. uh, Yeah, it's from February 2013, so it's partly on us, I guess, but partly on them marketing something that didn't come through.
0: Yeah, yeah, we should call them up. We tried an aged version of it last year or something. Mm -hmm.
1: We try it every once in a while.
0: Yeah, Yeah, every time we remember. There's not enough to that (coughs) beer that would make you want to age it to begin with. Like, There's nothing there that makes you like, wow, I, I can't wait to check back on this. It's just... It's a pale ale. Yeah, unlike that um, that lemongrass
2: one mm-hmm. that we saw oh, yeah. on this, uh, the saison, the, the sonnet, that was amazing after aging it for mm-hmm. two years.
1: That was really good. <clears throat> uh, this, you know, but I was like, yeah, we might as well just throw it in the cellar because it can't get any worse. Yeah, and it didn't <clears throat> It just got but, more flat. But it flat. did spit at you. So
2: yeah,
0: it did. Uh, uh, Chris, are you drinking something that ages well? Uh, I'm drinking something that ages very well, and this is still a Pretty Mm -hmm. recent bottle. This is from twenty sixteen. And this is Founder's Kentucky Breakfast Stout, the KBS. Um this is their regular breakfast out that's been aged in a bourbon barrel in a cave for what is it, nine months?
2: Uh I think it's a full year. Year to sixteen months
0: or an entire year to make sure wonderful bourbons and come through. Um this one it's it's been out since what, April? So it's a Yeah, it came out out April first. Um, it hasn't really started to get to that mellow out phase yet. You still get a lot of, like, that dark, like, rich malt up front, and then you get mm-hmm. that nice bourbon coming in at the back end.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Still really good. There's no bad time to release <clears> in this beer, <throat> I feel. No. But, yeah. I don't know. I, I have three bottles of it now. <laughs> oh. Since John. so... Lovingly tossed one my way when I was back in Buffalo because he has so much of it, he just doesn't care what he does. Oh, I just day. throw it away willy nilly. He, he was just pouring it down the drain actually when we were there. So, <clears> John, you know one.
1: you know how how we could feel you know how you feel about KBS. You know what what else we could feel about what other beer we could feel that way about? The Voodoo Brewery release, damn it! <laughs> every time we have it, I blame you a little bit more for not letting me just buy another package. Another... Another There a lot.
2: I just feel so guilty, and I'd feel guilty if we got it and we didn't like it. <clears throat> We've only had, like, what, one thing out of that? One, one style? Two.
1: Two. We had, the, well, the stout and then the man bear pig twice. Okay. <clears throat> we could have more man bear pig. Could've. Chris. Sorry. You never know. Having more <clears throat> bat- man bear pig would've been a good thing, right?
0: That would've been a very good thing. It definitely made up for the, uh bat blue light that we had earlier on in the day in that barn. Cool. If you want to know what we're talking about, listen to episode number three hundred nine. If for some reason <clears> you <throat> haven't, it. it was really hot in that barn. <clears throat> well,
3: yeah.
1: You know what else is uh hot? This but news th- off the presses. Movie news. Yeah, let's uh. <coughs> we don't have much news, so let's do a bracket buster live update, shall we? I, I what? Wish, yeah, let's do that. As I load up the numbers again because I wrote them down. You just uh, had them open. I know. But then I move things around and I look <laughs> at other okay. things. You can move things hey, around. We can fill a little bit of space. Hey, okay. Jason Bourne uh, opened up this weekend. We filled up enough space. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 with uh, opened up to $59.21 million. And that goes up, uh, up against Warcraft, which only opened to a 24.2. So Jason Bourne just rocked Warcraft. Wow. Uh, I know I posted it up on our Facebook page, uh, but we haven't talked about it here on the show. Are you surprised that Star Trek Beyond did so well with uh, $59.2 million as well? I thought it was going to do
0: well. I thought it was going to do well. Then, do well um, just based off of what people said about Into Darkness, I was surprised that this performed as well as it did. But I've heard really good things about it mm-hmm. as opposed to Into Darkness, which I still haven't seen. Um, And it's nobody's fault but my own, but after that one came out, everyone was basically like, oh yeah, it was con.
1: Yeah. But it was okay. It wasn't bad. It was okay. I think it's okay. I
0: thought thought it could have been better.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And this one, I think, now, I didn't see it, but from what everyone said it, everything that they thought could have been better with Into Darkness, they fixed with this one.
1: Uh, Me and... uh friend or because she hasn't been on the show so katie uh not wife katie friend katie uh we went up to the strong museum and we played the heck out of a uh star trek pinball machine where she randomly kicked my ass like each and every time like i did not even get to a free ball play at all and she was like
2: she just was wizard on that machine man who knew katie was good at pinball Uh,
1: i i we talked about it before, so I'm like, all right, <coughs> fellow, fellow pinball person. <clears throat> I am not anywhere near the the uh, skilled enough to go to like join a pinball league, but man, I kind of wish that I had the time I think and have the talent.
0: You to skilled to join it. Could still just be something you do for fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. but I would get my butt
0: kicked every time, and I'd be like, yeah, who cares? I don't understand. You understand? You're not as good, but you would I,
1: get good. Yeah, maybe, but I don't have the <clears throat> time to dedicate it to it.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good reason though.
2: <laughs>
1: but i i wish i did
2: i love playing pinball too but yeah i never like it wasn't until i got older that i realized oh you got to do all these things to get more points Mm -hmm. and direct the ball this way and that and all that
1: yeah well when i get multi-ball i'm just like nope screw it just hit
2: Hit
0: them just hit them yeah hit them
1: like when i when it's just save
0: one of the balls on the side and cradle
1: it. I, well, I I do that if I'm like really want to line up a shot. I'll cradle a ball if I got you know if I'm multi if I have multi ball. But most of the time it's just that frantic like nope, just get the just keep on shooting and where, let the balls hit where they land. But I will often cradle a ball like when I'm trying to line up a shot and do everything. But man, I was just hitting the like. You know how sometimes on ramps they have those side bumpers? Yeah. On uh, that Star Trek machine, man, that, there was a side bumper that was just killing me. Each and every time, like, I'd
2: hit the side bumper and it would go right down. Right it's, down the chute. It sucks. Like, and oh. then it always seems like you're always just, no matter how you hard you, or how differently placed you hit the ball, it still just keeps going to that one section.
1: Well, it, it was, you know, it was, <coughs> I was aiming to get up that ramp because, you know, I needed mm. to, you know, to complete whatever the, 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 the ramp was. Angels. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, every time I was trying that, it was just I was just dying. But anyways, that was aside. But the Star Trek pinball. Because we have no other news. Was really good. It, you know, it's uh, now one of my favorites. Still, Lord of the Rings, though one of my favorite pinballs. Oh, what Star Trek awesome was
2: it?
1: It was uh, the newer Star Trek. But it was <clears throat> both uh, Star Trek the, uh, the new one and Star Trek Into Darkness.
2: Okay, it those two. So it was a recent one.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow made by Stern, because that's the only people that make, make pinball, pinball? Ma- machines anymore. We played a pretty cool uh, 1992 like style X-Men mm. uh, pinball machine. Unfortunately, uh, it wasn't that well taken care of, because one of the paddles kept on sticking. Oh, uh, bummer. And you, so, you know, you're playing it, but it seemed pretty cool. Um, you know, for, for what it was, I just hated that the pet pa- mm-hmm. you know, the one paddle kept sticking. But, uh, yeah, if you... Uh, if you, you know, don't live in the, you know, entertainment capital a world, uh, you know, the world like Orlando, Florida, and you want to have a good time, uh, playing some, you know, in a arch- in a learning, <laughs> like, uh, theme park, the Strong Museum's pretty darn close. It's
2: yeah, a good museum. Pretty fun.
1: Yeah, they have <clears> classic <throat> arcade games there too, Defender, all that, and uh, so it was pretty fun. We went there because the TARDIS was there. And then it was a
2: bad TARDIS.
1: Yeah, I thought it was, like, a, you know, the TARDIS. Like, they somehow wrangled the rights to, you know, get that to be shown. Like, a TARDIS, mm-hmm. you know, like, maybe something that was used in the show at one point. No, it was something that they threw together. And it was obvious they threw together. The windows weren't right at all. They were <coughs> plastic. The uh, decal of the phone box, you know, the police calling, you know, free call. It was just a printout sticker. And I'm like, ah, come on. So I was a little, little disheartened. But hey, at least you got to play all that pinball. Yeah, yeah, that that was the saving grace because I'm like, we drove, you know, over an hour to get here. Um, it would be a shame if we spent less than that time mm-hmm. at this place. Yeah, <laughs> Hopefully they had pinball, and that was fun. Twenty cents per play, though. I wish it was free. Yeah. But then again, I'm kind of glad it wasn't because then kids would just sit on the machines and
2: just right. Yeah, who's got a bunch of quarters? Mm -hmm.
1: It was 20 cents per, you put a dollar in the change machine, they gave you tokens, they gave you five tokens for a dollar. Nice. So I kept people moving off the machines, which was nice. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm sorry. That was a derailment of a... uh, No, it's fine.
2: But uh, hey, why don't we get into the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out August 3rd. 2016.
1: Because we all agree that I went to the most interesting place this week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely you.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, you won. Nobody else here went any place interesting this week. No. No, no. <laughs> nobody came it went nobody, to
2: Europe. Nobody bicycled through Berlin and Amsterdam and anything cool like Drink that. some cool beers. Yeah, some awesome beers. Yeah. <clears> huh. <throat> I didn't. I didn't do
0: anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so uh, books that came
1: out. Chris, uh, you worked hard. You worked. You worked hard for your money. Money. What are you spending your money on? That's where I was going <clears throat> for. Thank you. <laughs> I, I could. Uh, I, I couldn't remember the line.
2: I'm like, you worked hard for. Your <laughs> you worked money. hard, and you just stopped, and was like, <laughs> you for <worked."> the money? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it. Like you worked hard for that cash. <clears throat> no, you worked hard for the money. Okay.
0: Shut up, right. uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to a book that's spinning out of another book that we're going to talk about today actually in our July lookback and this is going to be Nightwing number 2 part of the DC rebirth movement this is written by Tim Seeley with <coughs> art by Javi Fernandez. <coughs> it's the continuing of story of Dick Grayson back in the role of Nightwing but now he's still working with the Parliament of the Owls and this is the global version of the Court of Owls for which he was basically born and bred for um, and also, hey, surprise, guess what? Cobra's also in this issue. You remember Cobra, right? Not the G.I. Joe group. Oh, I was thinking G.I. Joe like group. The DC... Oh, the, with the K? Yeah. The
1: Snake Eating Society.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> the, the Serpent Society. Who I society. forgot yeah. about until uh got their hero clicks. because They were basically just like that filler click that you would get for five points.
1: They were an our enemy of Checkmate in the uh, Great Gorka mm-hmm. series. But
0: yeah. Nightwing number 2. I'm uh I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to talking about Nightwing Rebirth number 1 later on in the show. Me too,
2: and I'm looking forward to that book as
0: well. <clears throat> John, what book are you looking forward to this week?
2: I'm looking forward to Guns of the Black Bat number 1 from Moonstone Comics, <clears throat> 1938 Hitler And the Nazis have begun their plans to conquer the world. In the United States, a crime fighter known as the Black Bat encounters German spies exhibiting strange, unworldly powers. Have aliens infiltrated the Third Reich? And is that threat to mankind greater than imagined? Find out in Guns of the Black Bat number one. I know you were trying to read that dramatically
1: and everything. It's just... You just sound so broken.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> just trying not to cough the whole time. <clears throat> Paul, what are you looking forward to?
1: Uh, I'm looking forward to Amanda mm. Connor and uh, Jimmy Palmiotti. You know, writing uh, some more Harley Quinn. Number mm. one. I'm going to see how it changed or <clears throat> how it will change after uh, this Hopefully whole. Hopefully, not much. It it doesn't look like it is. It does not look like it's changing at all because it's a uh, Harley Quinn back on Coney Island, hanging out and mm. uh, protecting her. Group from uh, what may be a zombie apocalypse,
0: or a zombie. It's so basically just a number mm-hmm. one to have a new number one yep. come out for Suicide Squad. Uh, well, it's, they have Suicide Squad Rebirth number
1: one for that. I think this is Harley Quinn Rebirth, just because they're re- you know they're doing all number for once. <clears throat> it's the same. Yeah, it's the same series.
2: Especially since it's a pretty young series to then give it like. A- yeah. Because, what, you were, like, yeah, the yeah, last yeah. issue was, like, 13 or yeah, something. Yeah,
1: yeah, so it's, nah, yeah. But they've done it before with Harley Quinn, like, you know, <clears throat> before, too. Like, this is one that they constantly give n-
2: number ones to. Yeah. Well, especially with, like, before they were changing the direction of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike in, like, Batwoman when, or Batgirl, when they kind of yeah. changed that, they just kept the same number order. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's kind of the marveling of the book.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is probably the <clears throat> closest to, like, a marvel book that DC puts out. Yeah. And for sales, I don't know if that's a bad thing. No. I am not looking forward to this Halloween. Oh,
3: There's wow. It's going to be
1: so many Jokers and so many bad Harlequins. <clears throat> it's going to be... <laughs> I think it's going to be the year of the really bad jokers
0: and the really bad harlequins we've had so many years of the bad jokers though can we yeah. really stand another one
1: yeah i know it's gonna be the return
0: <clears throat> bad jokers the return <laughs> it's, also part of the christmas yeah. <coughs>
1: uh, <clears throat> let's talk about books that uh we have read before and we'll read again during a dramatic reading right
2: mm, there you go and now a dramatic reading mm. Of the Six-Gun, number 50, page 1, panel 3. Oh, bit of poison. And that was a dramatic reading of the Six-Gun, number 50, page
0: 1, panel 3. I was going to try to stretch it out so you could have time to recalibrate your voice, (laughs) because I I could hear it building up to the cough, but it was such a short panel.
2: Mm, I know. I always think it's funny to have that long thing and then a really... Short panel to read today. Yeah. Not, well, then you've talked so a little,
1: much. You've been mm-hmm. talking a lot. Maybe you should take a drink and uh, try to, you know, coat your throat <clears> a little throat> bit with this beer, Aunt Sally, from Guanita's. a dry hop sweet tart sour mash ale. It's only seven or five point seven percent alcohol by volume, so uh, you know it's uh not qu- they call it a sour mash. It's tart. It has a little sour to it. It's mostly tart, yeah. And um, <clears throat> maybe you spoiled me on sours by like one of the first sours I ever had was like from what brewery? The, the brewery. brewery, and it was so sour. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's what I'm going to get when I order <clears throat> like a sour mash, right? No, you you get this kind of level of sour,
2: which isn't bad. It's not bad. It's got a it's got it's a got good nice. amount of tart to it. Mm-hmm. A little bit of sweet. It's enjoyable. You could drink a couple of these without blowing your tongue out, mm-hmm. you know, wrecking <clears throat> wrecking your mouth, it's it's pleasant. Mm-hmm. It is enjoyable to drink. I probably couldn't drink two of these in a row, but I wouldn't mind having one of these at, you know, some point where I'm sitting down and having a drink. It's mm-hmm. a good porch-sipping mm-hmm. beer for the summer. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Some people like lemonade. <clears throat> if you like lemonade,
2: you'll like a sour. Was this a high price point from them? Eleven nine.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's eleven ninety nine. So it's right in the same vein as a uh, as a uh, it's the same price point I think as little something mm. something. Okay. Because I, I saw it. I was going to pick up little something something just for something for me to drink, uh, and then I saw this right next to it, and I'm like, eh, I'll pick up something new. It's the laguanitas. Yeah. Mm. So,
0: knowing where it stands in the price point spectrum now. If I saw this on the shelf, should I pick this up or should I just go for the little something something? I think it depends what, what if, you're in the
1: mood. If for. you want a sour, it's it's a decent sour. If you like sours, pick this up because <clears throat> it's limited release and it's worth a try. Yeah, yeah uh,
0: so it's, it's mm-hmm. worth a try more than going to an old standby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Kate and I actually, my wife Kate and I were actually having this conversation at uh, at Griffin because we're like oh you know we, we both feel like we very easily will fall in fall into routines and go with what's familiar because we enjoy what's familiar so much versus being the, that kind of personality where we will want to try something new that we get and enjoyed. that's how
0: paul tucker and you know we have that explicit tag sorry no, oh, gross <laughs> Sorry, every time you were saying something else You're just adding to it more,
1: and more. <laughs> No, it's alright But I just think it's nasty? They are Poop comes out of there Why would I want to be anywhere near that? Do not understand it Anyways <laughs> we were
0: Derailed So, comic books that came out in <clears throat> July, right? Comic books we read a bunch of comic books that came out in the month of July, and hey, now it's our job and our God-given duty for us to tell you all about them. Mm-hmm. And a segment we do every month called The Monthly Look <clears throat> This time we're looking at books that came out in July 2016, and we've, we're going to start off with a couple of indie books. And Paul, this is one that you talked about last week when we did our okay. Not Episode 310.
1: This is Rom, the Space Knight,
0: <clears throat>
1: written by a whole bunch of people. I'm sorry, I forgot to load up uh, I I have it
0: here for me Uh, plot and script were written by Christos Gage and Chris Ryall, and then you have artwork by David Messina
1: Mm. and uh, this is an introduction to a character that I had like I said during our not episode really know if any Infinity 4 I know kids like in my neighborhood growing up had the toys liked Rom he was a Marvel character that people picked up uh, comic books of. I never read them. He was a space knight. and he was, But he was that kind of intergalactic <clears throat> Marvel character and I, for whatever reason. I love the Fantastic Four. I like the Silver Surfer. But if you get beyond that, you, with the Marvel space stuff, I'm out.
3: Yeah.
1: So Rom was always in that kind of play field where I'm like, I'm just out. And this is uh, this alien robot that might have been human at one time. Maybe. Maybe
2: kind of makes it references mm -hmm.
1: that. That's now so far beyond that, and he's here on the planet of the Earth because we've been secretly invaded by the Dire Race. And uh, he's here to wipe out the Dire Race before they ultimately overcorrupt the planet. Chris, were you about to say something?
0: Um, I was just going to say, and thank you for doing that, Ron, because he's the only one that can see them.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: He, 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 well, he has to take out mm-hmm. an analyzer, and then he can which takes switch... takes a long time. It does take a while. And then he can mm-hmm. switch it to his nullifier, which, which takes al- a long time, which takes a lot, long time, and then he can blast mm-hmm. them. So... Well, it was probably difficult because you would have to take out the different hands and clip the different hands onto the toy. I guess.
2: This is a toy I never really knew of. I didn't know ROM was a comic book till I started looking into it after, in the middle of reading this book because I was like, what am I missing? Um, <clears throat> if you know what ROM is from the past, you'll probably appreciate this book. I had no clue. I was a little out for this book it just didn't catch me
0: I, I think you hit it <clears throat> perfectly on the head when you're like what is missing and what you're missing is that feeling of liking Rom when you were a little kid because I, I felt the exact same way Like I went into this with no like <clears throat> Paul said affinity for this character or this property and I read it and I was like okay he's, he's a guy that's here to fight those things but that's not an interesting enough story now. So they have to basically try to make you care about the other people around him to bring you in, mm-hmm. which that didn't work for me. And they didn't. And do a then very at good the end, like, oh, hey, here's GI <clears throat> Joe. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's the hook now.
1: Yeah. Well, the GI Joe was like, eh, you know, I can understand, mm-hmm. you know, where this is trying to go. And Chris, I think you're he, dead on too, and I agree that they really wanted to make the two side characters interesting. Um, the one soldier that's returning home to a town that's been completely corrupted by the dire race who may be suffering from PTSD so she's thinking she's going crazy and then the woman the, the police, police officer, officer who that's was been like, carted, stung yeah
2: by, by the dire be. race
1: and now she can hear the dire race so she can she also mm. knows she can also tell
2: who are who are, who's human who's not i think if they had started this book a little more like a Zero Issue <laughs> and giving you a little bit of his of Rom's past. Well, there was a Zero
1: Issue or part of a Zero Issue that came out during Free Comic Book Day. Okay. So there there is that out there. It was yeah. part of the Micronauts <clears> Zero <throat> Issue from Free Comic Book Day and he was in it, apparently.
0: Alright. I, um, I, would, I would read that just to see if that fills in the missing pieces for me. It's one of those things that I would do if I was just on Comixology looking around for something to download, and I was like, "Oh yeah, free book! Hey, cool." Mm -hmm. The fact that this book is all over the place.
2: Okay, you could have. I mean, I'm I'm trying to.
1: I mean, like going through page by page in my mind, I could just do it here.
2: He lands. The army's there. The cops show up. Blah blah blah. That happens. Then he's flying around and he's talking about Mm -hmm. what his mission is and. This and that. Then he saves. You know, he kills the people. And,
0: and this book is actually like two stories. <clears throat>
1: yeah, because you have Earthfall, Part Zero, the Prelude with the cop, mm-hmm. and then Earthfallen, Part One.
0: And both of them are basically the same story. Yeah, there's things happening. Yeah. He arrives, does his analyzer, does his neutralizer, flies off. I got really confused because at first
2: I thought the story was over. And I'm glad like I I was like man that was really short and then I flipped the page and it's like same is it still going? Maybe that or that's the part <clears> of
1: <throat> uh, that free comic book day. I don't Maybe know. Maybe they reprinted it. Let me zoom in here. Cuz
0: that's 15 pages worth of story at that point. Cuz I did the same thing. I thought it was over and then I flipped and I was like, "Oh, there's there's a backup." And then I looked to see how many pages I had left and there was 30 pages left in the book and I was like, "Oh, okay. Uh, a bit more. That's, yeah, yeah.
1: That, I'm looking at the the uh, trademark page, or the copyright for it, first printing July
2: 2016, so no. this. Uh, but anyways, my, my point was okay. <clears throat> the fact that this book is it's all over the place, and they break it up the way they do. Give me four freaking panels about the history of Rom. Make me want to understand why I like this character. This is a character that you get is he's flying away with this woman with, you know, PST. PTSD. He's flying away with her, and she's trying to squirm, and then he's like, do not squirm in my arms. I will drop you, human. I used to be human, but that was many moons ago. Like, it's like, I don't fucking care, robot. Put her down.
0: (laughs) Are are you a robot? uh, This is a book that I will save on my ipad just to have for dramatic readings <laughs> <laughs> honestly like every panel in this could just be a fun panel to, like, uh, make someone
2: yeah but yeah if they had done if they had given me a history and then said, like he's been chasing down these race for so many years he's gotten so far away from being human but he still wants to protect the humans like i would have maybe connected a little bit more with this book but I didn't connect with it. I'm not interested. I'm not interested mm-hmm. in the Colin Bun Transformer GI Joe ROM crossover. It's oh. going to be the big thing in September.
1: IDW does that a lot though. Mm. I remember they they've done uh, Transformer Ghostbusters GI Joe crossovers yeah, before.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah, they're just trying to make a buck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not interested. I didn't think the the art was
0: Amazing in the book.
1: I don't think, I think it was the I, worst of the art that we've read this month.
0: I think the art looks good. I think the mm-hmm. art's like actually the standout part of this book because I didn't care about what was actually happening in the book. But as I flipped through the pages, I was like, "This it looks good, though." And I, I don't know if it's all, all in the coloring, but I I think it's I in think the how coloring. How mean and crisp it all is. The coloring I think makes it. it it's <clears> a it's a solid looking book, and if. Oh, I'm blanking out on the name. I said it before. David Messina, if he has done anything else, like I would, I would take note of it now. He did a bunch of the Angel books also for IDW, <clears throat> um, which I didn't read those. He did Catwoman for five issues. He did a Doctor Who spinoff book. Um, so he's done a lot of... Did J.H. Williams like, do the cover? Yeah.
1: yeah. I think there was a bunch of different... Uh, <clears throat> there is a bunch of different variants for it. There was even a sketch cover that I complained about last episode. Um, Yeah, I really did enjoy the art on this. I'm not as uh, disappointed in not knowing the background of Rom. uh, The one paragraph that I got in the very first page was enough for me. That he's a space knight, he's hunting dire (laughs) Uh, rays. Dire rays hate him most of all.
0: It was something that I could just see on the back of an action figure.
1: Uh, I agree. It, it's definitely something that it, I would read on the back of an action <clears throat> figure. And it was enough, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. Oh, the Dire Wolves. I, the the Dire race, Wolves. The Dire race are. Uh, When's Tyrion and Landister going to yeah. show up? They, uh, they, they, <clears throat> they look like us now. They're Cylons. Okay, cool. Oh my gosh, did you
2: guys realize there was a backup story for... Yeah, G.I. Joe? The, the <laughs> Revelation yeah. Take a Stand?
0: I, I, I didn't read it, because I, I was just like, I'm already out of this book. I don't care. <laughs> I, I stopped at that.
2: I didn't know that was where it
1: went on. Yeah. <clears throat> that explains why the G.I. Joe would be teaming up with the Earth Defense Council.
3: <laughs>
1: Anyways. They're,
2: they're crossing over all their lines. Uh-huh. They're, they're crossing over Action Man, Micronauts, and Mask Ooh. into this. So, next book? <clears throat> Yeah, um, I like I liked it.
1: I, I think it is. I didn't have any affinity for the character. I was in it just because I'm like, okay, cool. He's a he's a space knight. It's fine. It, it
0: wasn't bad. It's just there was nothing there that made me want to keep reading it, let alone like read more.
1: Yeah, the, just the uh, diary race remind me a lot of the like the black from Swamp Thing, Animal Man back in the day. The corruption, and it's suddenly hidden, and then all of a sudden it busts out and it's all gross. So, if you like that kind of action, you'll like ROM.
0: There you go. There you (laughs) go. So, our next book is coming at us from Dark Horse Comics, and this is Bounty Number One, and this was written by Rat Queen's uh, writer Curtis Wiebe with art by Mindy Lee. And this tells the story of the Gadflies, who were some of the most wanted robbers in the galaxy. And after the hammer gets swung down on them, they actually uh, give up their lives as career uh, criminals and become bounty hunters. Um, to kind of stay under the radar. Um, but they ain't making the money.
1: They ain't making the money. This hunters.
0: book is kind of touted as Rat <clears throat> queens meets Firefly and I think it's simply because they throw someone out of an airlock
3: mm-hmm.
0: and there's spaceships in it um, and they're honestly, I was looking forward to this book I really enjoy reading Rack Queens that's a book that I'm glad that John brought to the table because I had heard <clears> good <throat> things about it but sometimes just hearing good stuff about a book isn't enough to make you actually pick it up you need just that little extra push um, so when I saw he was coming out with another book that was kind of just like poppy fun sci-fi I was like okay you know what I'm on board. Um, the art by Minnie Lee reminds me a lot of Babs Star who we loved over on Backroll, so I was like, this book's going to be kind of in that sweet spot. It, it was a chore for me to get through, though. Uh, I'm so
1: glad you said that.
0: Everything about this book on paper looks looks great, but it, it was a chore reading it, and it I feel like I had to slog through it. Yeah. You know? I which, think... which is weird to say after reading rom the space knight in one sitting and just be like oh rom
2: <laughs> but yeah um yeah I, i'm glad you said that because i was gonna be like oh i don't want to have to tell chris that this book sucks <laughs> um i think don't worry. the they're the art they're trying to do too much with um i think if somehow they had toned something down even like the coloring the book might have flown better. I think the story <clears throat> would have been better with a different artist on this book. See, Though, I, I like the art. I, <clears throat> I don't think the art's bad. but I, I think, I think the, this
0: is just one of those like matchups where the story and the art just need to be their own separate things, like two different franchises, and they could both still work. Like, if we have this art with someone else writing it, or if we had someone else writing... Bounty with a different art style and they were both coming out they could both function as solid books but there's just something about this juxtaposition with the two of them that it doesn't sell it for me.
2: And and I agree and I I don't know if it's when you're reading this because there's a lot of word bubbles going on
3: Mm -hmm. but then they're also
2: trying to fill a lot into that page and then there's something about like there's like highlights or almost like uh color flares going on Uh in the pages and it just is too much with the
0: story and i think it with a different artist it might be a better story i i don't think that's so much in the art as much as it could just be in the coloring like if it was a little bit more muted and i don't want to keep bringing up saga when we talk about how to do comic book artwork now but saga's color palette is just so calm and serene but they're Fiona Stables is drawing some crazy out there stuff and it still works. Uh, I I think this book could definitely learn from that. I, I don't think the art's bad. I don't think the writing's bad, but it's just together the two of them. I don't know. Um, and
2: I think I would have been more interested in these, you know, most wanted criminals in the galaxy them with their rise to being bounty hunters, instead yeah, of like into yeah. instead of like 10 years later. Yeah. Just years mm-hmm. later. Yeah. yeah I don't know where yeah, I got it's... 10 years from. Well, it's just years
0: later, but it, it felt like 10 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um I think I would have been more interested in them trying to restart their lives going straight. I think that would be more interesting than them as bounty hunters that aren't very successful and you can see these undertones of the one wanting to go back to crime and the the other sister because you're following these two Mm -hmm. sisters the one sister that's just happy because she gets to go beat people up and the other girl that
1: had her one leg broken and somehow in the future you don't spring back from that ever you just don't get better from that so she has a cast on her leg still years later Uh, And she's, like, in the ship kind of coordinating everything and being the... I didn't even catch that. Yeah. And being the Malcolm Reynolds to our Jane, who's out there fussing people in the face. Where'd
2: you even see that?
1: Uh, When they're walking down the hallway, uh, you see still, like, her one leg is uh, wrapped in a weird way. But I don't even know these characters' names because I don't
0: care. Georgie... Mm-hmm.
1: I think there's that one scene where it gets, you know, when they're
2: all around the dinner table discussing... Like, like She's got, like, a knee brace on. Like a robot knee brace.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> so
1: her leg's wrapped in a weird way, right? Like, it's got a cast
2: on. yeah
1: <laughs> Even though in the future you have one... You, you break a bone
2: and you know you replaced it with a robot leg so she can't go out and but I, I don't if think she she's can't the go in t-
0: space pools anymore
2: she's not the tough one like oh. the, the other one the other sister is the one who broke chains oh, to uh, get to that guy like she's the tough one the other yeah. one's like the brains and the brawn. Mm-hmm. They both I don't know up. I don't know why we're arguing about
1: we're not it. we're not I'm not arguing <clears throat> I'm, oh okay that's how it is but they also both wear ridiculously high heels on a spaceship. Yeah, with weird vents that they could just step in and then get their heels caught in. <laughs> I'm just saying, not proper oh. foot attire. If I was captain of that ship, I'd be mm. like, "No, you're going to get caught in
0: one
2: of the floor vents." Well, but if you're okay, the yeah, captain wearing, wearing high heels, heels. <clears throat> I
0: don't know it, it's. I was I was saddened reading that because it's something that I was looking forward to, and when I picked it for my list pick, yeah. Like a month ago now,' not for a while, I think number two already came out um John was like uh, i don't I don't know about that one, and I was like, eh, you know, I'll give it a shot like like how fun it sounds, and yeah, it was the reverse of you and me <laughs> it was <laughs> and especially like after reading a book like um <clears throat> the uh, force you Joyride from uh, Marcus Toe, and Boom Studios. I can't remember the name of the guys that wrote it. That was like a fun like space adventure book. Joyride. Oh yeah, that. that. I, no, you guys weren't wowed by it, but yeah. I I enjoyed it. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it scratched the itch for me. I, I would I,
2: I would definitely do. be more inclined to read Joyride two, three and four, mm-hmm. um, than having to read. Issue number two of Bounty. <clears throat> I'm on uh,
1: page, on page like what is it, nineteen? When they're <clears throat> sitting around the dinner table, yeah. that's that's the time when we should be getting endeared to these characters, yeah. and I was just getting, like, I'm like, oh, they're just trying to be so cutesy here. Like, oh, my love. Oh, I want a divorce. You know, the, the, yeah. the banner. Don't bannering. tease him.
2: He's got a... You know.
1: Yeah, he's sensitive. And it's like, oh, I'm just... And then they talk about the catch of the day versus the catch and release of the day. So uh, there's celebrities, bounty hunters in this world. But it's not really that... You're getting that, but it just... Nothing's actually <clears> clicking <throat> with me. Like, I can see the turns of the cogs, but they're all the teeth of those cogs aren't actually lining up for me, so it's it's not moving me at all. Just everything's slipping.
0: So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose it to you guys, which one to talk about next? Because uh, let's do I, Justice I don't know. League. Do Justice League?
1: Okay. Oh, so quick. <clears throat> I think yeah. we're already done talking about it.
0: It's <laughs> Justice League number one. Oh, <clears throat> Justice League Rebirth number one. Uh, written by Brian Hitch, art by Tony Daniel. Uh huh now we're done talking about it <laughs> because this is one of those quintessential books where this, this felt like a zero issue mm-hmm. this was the justice league being the justice league but there's really nothing to it
1: yeah they're out there uh, mm. battling things and then there's a Extinction-level event that's happening around the world. Like, the Earth crust, the Titanic plates of the Earth are all moving all at once in different ways, causing earthquakes, causing tsunamis.
2: And all the superheroes from the Justice League are all split up Mm -hmm. and um, taking care of different places. And Superman, who you don't even really see in this, is doing more than any of them. Yeah, he's
0: everywhere. Um, A lot of focus on Wonder Woman, though, too. Mm -hmm. So I think DC's really... Which just going to be yeah. capitalizing on Wonder Woman over the upcoming year.
1: Mm-hmm. It makes um, sense that way, but yeah, the book opens with her. You're exactly
0: right. And like right. you check back with her, you see her again later. Mm-hmm. She's she ends it. Um, I didn't like, like how,
2: I didn't like how they used the Green Lantern rings in this, where like they set up when the initial buildings are starting mm-hmm. to fall, and they make like things to keep them up. Then they fly away, and the green's still there, like. They're not focusing to keep mm-hmm. those constructs happening. It's like they just set them up and then they flew away. Like they stayed there. Their will is not constantly making that happen. I got a little like. Mm. You, you like line of sight, Green Lantern? <clears throat> he needs line of sight? Well, no, but I mean, he's got to be concentrating the whole time to create a whole yeah. construct to keep mm-hmm. a city from falling down. And then they just fly away to go take care of a tsunami.
0: Right. See that that doesn't bother me so much because it's a fucking comic book. (laughs) Like Green Lantern stuff, it's all hibbity jibbity science stuff, anyways. Like the reason John Stewart was paralyzed for so long was because like the doubt in his own mind like manifested through the ring, which it kept him paralyzed. And then like he started walking around again using his ring to like fix his back, like. I, I think it's one of those things, like, <clears throat> they could be, like, focusing on it long enough as they're going to do the next thing, because, I mean, they're basically just, like, space I'm walking. To look at it. There they are. It's basically just, like, green crystal holding the buildings together. It's not anything flashy. It's just, it's there. Okay. <clears throat> yeah.
1: I, I understand what John's saying. I do like the mythos, you know, from way back in the day, from Rebirth when uh, Oliver Queen puts on the ring for the first time and just manages to shoot get one little wimpy arrow out of that ring and then feels so drained by it and he's like that's what you go through every time you put this ring on kid and he finds that new respect for Kyle Rayner I like that I like that it takes effort that it takes a certain person it takes a certain it takes willpower and it takes a very specific person to be able to manifest that and and channel it through the ring, and yeah, when you see a scene like that, or a panel like that, it kind of cheapens it. It's like, it's like the, uh, panel in Bizarro World, where they're like, yeah, free power rings for everybody! Go ahead, fly away, <clears throat> you know? So, uh, but, yeah, it's, the power ring is always going to be that. It's going to be the l- level of power that you need for the story that you're telling.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, like, I, I told Paul, because Paul, um, Paul hadn't finished
0: books by the time I had gotten here, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to do Justice League," and I was like, "Eh, "It's quick read." (laughs) Yeah, it's it's quick read. I there's not a lot to it. This is, like I said, zero issue. It's all set up. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: There's not a lot to it. Just their powers are shutting down. Something's coming for them. But as as one woman says, like they're they're ready. Like
3: mm
0: -hmm. I, I say though, I I like the art. I think Tony Daniels proven himself. Like he can do like a big budget team book. Yeah, I don't so. know if it's something he could do like continuously, monthly, like <clears throat> for arcs upon arcs. But th- th- this book, it looks like a Justice League book. It's big, over the top action. It-, it looks great. I, I like the like two page flash panel. Like,
1: are we hoping that the kindred are not zombies? Because I'm kind of over zombies. <laughs> um, I know I just picked a book that said <clears> there's <throat> might be zombies in it, but. Um, uh, I, the I Kindred. Because the Kindred are all these dead people that are coming back no, and I saying it's oh. like an
2: alien race. Yeah. Or, um, that might have been trapped inside the Earth for blah, 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 or something. Um, no, I, when you had said this was Tony Daniel, I kind of went, well, it is? Because I did really enjoy the art in this mm-hmm. book. I really like how he draws Wonder Woman,
0: too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I mean, he did uh, Superman Wonder Woman for a while, so I think he's got the. He's got the practice with her, um, all the battle stuff like the cityscape, like the buildings collapsing. He he does a great job with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like the Green Lantern stuff mm-hmm. looks good. I mean, he's proven he can do Batman. But yeah, yeah I I enjoyed I, the not, Flash bit. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't mind the artwork. It's with the Batman water. Just shows up for a little bit, grabs a thing. Like, it's yeah. it's a good looking book. It's just. I, I didn't need to spend two ninety nine to flip through and be like okay it's all set up um it
2: it doesn't ultimately to me it doesn't feel totally like zero issue it's not it feels like a start of an issue with everybody spread out with some mm-hmm. greater thing that they're gonna be a greater evil that they're gonna be fighting
1: and Batman's on the case
2: <clears throat> he's gonna find out yeah I, Everyone else is really working hard. He was just driving around. It's like I'm. I'm looking for the real problem, guys. <laughs> guys, I found it. It's this big hive with bugs coming out of it, biting everybody in Gotham. <clears throat> Superman's like doing everything, mm-hmm. um, but also it doesn't seem like they trust that Superman because they know it's not their Superman. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't find this book bad. Mm-hmm. I no, I, didn't, I didn't find it bad, but I just. <clears throat> I'm not a Justice League reader anymore.
0: I think that's what really bothered me about it, is because I, every time they come out with a new Justice League book, mm-hmm. I feel like I really should start caring about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But when I read I'm just like, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of got that way when I read the Earth, you know, I was just so turned off by Justice League from Freebr- uh, New 52, where it's like, oh, hey, everybody's I'm cool, Batman. I I got the light thing. Yeah, you, you're
2: just a guy in the cape. What? I'm Aquaman. I wear a Pukushu shell necklace. Yeah, it's like,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I did. I didn't mind the Jim Lee, Jeff Johns stuff. Like that was probably the most Justice League issues I read since Infinite Crisis. Like, yeah, like I, that batch of Justice League things.
2: I enjoyed it, and then it really it showed itself that and it even like made itself self-aware of the Justice League are really just around to do big things. Mm-hmm. And if you can't have a big thing, every issue, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Unless you have really amazing storytelling, like, um, <clears throat> from identity crisis. Yeah. That, well, uh,
1: that's because it was a falling apart of the Justice League. It yeah. Was, but you I know. mean,
2: like, in that you had an issue of just two characters trapped in a building, and it was Vic's
0: right. Those issues were so much more character driven. Yeah, yeah. That it wasn't like that big budget. Like, okay, like what huge threat are we facing now? It was so. It was basically like the Justice League or Justice League Unlimited cartoon, where yeah, you didn't have your Trinity and like the rest of the Big Seven in there. It was just the schlub characters that like fixin red arrow, like red tornado. Like yeah. it was the people that you shouldn't care about that individually, let alone as a team. But And that's what I think I'd like in a the Justice red. League book is yeah. the
2: character driven stuff versus the action stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where I've I've fallen on this in the team books. And that's like the most uh, I ever read of Teen Titans was Jeff John's Teen Titans because it was Character driven with those characters. Yeah. And I think that's a book like that. Justice Society mm-hmm. is the same thing. Yeah.
1: And, well, Justice Society has <coughs> always been about those characters and, and not the big threats.
2: Yeah. And I think that's to me what I need in a team book. Yeah. And that's why, you know, even reading this, I liked it, but I was like, meh, I'm not going to pick up issue one. You've heard it here first. John mm-hmm. wants
1: more pancake breakfast
2: <laughs> from his Justice League. I do.
1: I love that they brought in lawn chairs eventually, because there wasn't enough chairs around the Justice Society table, that they started using like chairs from, like there to, other, you know, the icon chairs, the chairs with the character's symbols, they ran out of those, and they, you know, when people would become new members, they would just bring in, like, we're sitting on lawn chairs, it was amazing. And then they would go to the fire hall and cook a pancake breakfast. Uh, They'd go to the dentist together and watch Stargirl get her braces off. It was amazing. Such a good run. So miss that book.
2: Um, But if you're interested in a a big budget, action-packed team book, I'd say pick this up. I I mean, it definitely feels like a zero. I mean, it in a way, Chris, I can see where you're saying like a zero issue. It is set up. It's it's so much set up and it's a big. It's an easy read. Mm-hmm. Um but you're you are only paying two ninety nine. Yeah. And you have I mean it's a nice looking book.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah. a great looking book. I think the art is worth the two ninety nine. Uh you know, on that alone. Just you know, it's I think it was that well done where even if it was if it was a silent issue with that kind of with that level of art, you know, it wouldn't be that story of course, but yeah. if there was I would I wouldn't have been like, Oh I paid two ninety nine for this. I would be like, Alright, cool. Like, if the story was different, but I had that level of art, I would have been like, okay, two ninety nine for that. Versus what we, the art that we get in uh, Batgirl and the Birds yeah, of Prey, another another team book that I wasn't that impressed by the art on it.
0: I was. This is the one that I kind of want to talk about next because it's the one that I'm most conflicted about.
1: Okay. Oh, good uh, because it was another team book, so that's why I
0: segued. Yeah. And this is written by Julie and Shauna Benson with art by Claire Rowe. Um, and that is out and about doing her thing on the streets of Gotham and finds out that someone is using the moniker of Oracle to send people out on jobs. And she recruits her friend, Dinah Lance to, uh, go into this and find out what's actually happening. And during this, it crosses paths with miss Helena Bertinelli, uh, ex-operative of spiral now the huntress and this is all told from barbara gordon's point of view and we get a lot of her backstory even though we've seen it before Um, i like the commentary on it and everything about the writing of this book just it brought me in like i cared about all these characters more now than i did going into it and i Mm -hmm. i love these characters what where it falls to power is the artwork. Yeah. And that that really hurts because it's just it's not there.
2: Um The I huntress think. huntress especially. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind the character design, but like those scenes of her when she's in the church and stuff, it just doesn't look
1: great. Yeah, no, there's I, something mm-hmm. just very angular and the proportions all seem off and the faces...
0: Yeah, the faces. I'm looking at... It's gets so distorted number 21 right now. Um, okay. Where Dinah's kicking someone in the head and Baccarol's looking over her shoulder and I'm just looking at the face Baccarol's oh. making and it's just... Mm-hmm. It's horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is sad because I was really excited for this book and as I was reading, I'm like, I, I want to love this, but the artwork is just so distracting and it Characters just look different from panel to panel too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was my biggest thing, and then it's not consistent. Uh, some of the, like even on the third page, like when Batgirl is like punching somebody in the stomach, and she's like hunched over weirdly. It's just right. like, like oh, yeah. I, I don't see anybody, you know, in her. Go to page eleven,
2: panel three, because uh, that is the worst. Uh, Hold on. <clears throat> okay,
1: well. For the, you guys are not following along at home. And this audio... Yeah. Go, go to page level, because uh, she's got, like... I don't
2: it have- looks like she's got the, um... It's Batgirl sitting in front of a computer, and she's touching her the
0: monitor for some reason. It's like, but maybe it, she's, like, adjusting the monitor.
2: It looks like she's got the Groucho Marx glasses <laughs> with the big fake nose on it. Yeah. But she's also got, like, the fake eyes on, the, on it. Like, it's so bad it's like looking. like those weird holographic
0: eyes that you would see.
1: Yeah, with a big fake I'd- nose do have to ask about the writing though like who's picking up this book that hasn't that doesn't know who batgirl is
0: that doesn't know the backstory of batgirl but
2: this is i know it's a number the the zero issue for this right
0: it's a number one and i think it does do a good streamlining of who barbara dinah and helena are in the new new 52 i don't i don't even Mm -hmm. know what we're calling it the rebirth universe um where they came from originally, where they wound up, and where they are now. I think it's it's a good way of looking at all that. Um, especially because it's... I didn't read too much of Batgirl in the New 52, mm-hmm. but it seemed like that whole Oracle thing was kind of, eh, it happened, but we don't really talk about it because we don't know how to make it fit into...
1: Yeah, Batman only being sp- around for five years, <laughs>
0: which was no, the I'm, stupidest I'm, thing ever. I'm glad that they didn't just wipe all that completely from... History. Like I'm glad it's here. I'm glad it's it still matters. Mm-hmm. And just the part where she's talking about uh, the Joker's attack on her, where she's like, with everything that happened that day, what I remember most is the shirt. It was a loud
1: shirt, and also she cannot eat marshmallows anymore.
0: And it, <sighs> like, like those moments so, sold this book <clears throat> for me. And it just, I hate the fact that the artwork brought me down so much on it. The the one thing, too, is I feel like it should
2: have been broken up into three characters because you have Barbara, the reason she's trying to put the team together, Mm -hmm. and then she goes, finds Canary, and you're still getting everything from Barbara's point of view, but then you have the Helena side where you're finding her point of view. So I think it could have been broken up better where... The black canary starts talking like, "Oh, we used to work together. She's mm-hmm. found me, and then work from there yeah. with it." Um, because it would have been interesting to have the three characters' point of views in
1: yeah. here. And the, the only response I had is <clears throat> that this book is called Batgirl Girl and the Birds of Prey," mm-hmm. and not "The Birds of Prey." But you're right. Why, why would they give us Helena's back? Or, you know, in her monologue. But then again, how how could they tell the story without giving us her internal monologue to understand her character motivations? Especially yeah. since Barbara Gordon, Batgirls, hasn't I, had any but relationship then you do with
0: the fuckers. I, I kind of want to jump in because yeah. what we're seeing here is the crisscrossing of two stories. It's Barbara Gordon's and Helena Bertinelli. Canary's just along for the ride. Right. Okay, yeah. Like, Dinah got picked up by Barbara because this matters to her. Like, they're using her name. Like, and that's that's why this is important. And by proxy, Oracle is uh, Dinah Lance as well. Like, it's, it's who they were. So as much as, like, Dinah's a part of the team... I feel like she's a side character kind of in her own story, while Helena is doing her own thing that just kind of puts them in line in the same place. But it would, I like,
2: yeah. To I, me, I, I agree, I think the story works to how it, well how it's written, but again I'd like to get I'd like to have Black Canary have some part in it versus just, like she's just muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's I'd, just kicking a guy in the head while well, Batgirl's
1: I don't know what kind of characterization they want for Black Canary right now. Because of this whole like, oh, she joined a punk rock band you know, right now she's not part of that. Like, it's kind of
2: murky? I think they're just trying to tie in the previous Black Uh Canary story. Because the character we get in Green Mm Arrow is a more mature character.
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I don't know if DC editorial knows what they want to do with Black Canary yet
2: but I think you're going to get two different Black Canaries. It's like how you get two different Harley Quinns. You get the Harley Quinn that's in Harley Quinn, and you get the Harley Quinn that's in Suicide Squad. She's, yeah. You know, you're going to have the one that's going to be the love interest for Green Arrow, and then you're going to have the one that's the hard-ass, as misfit. Misfit. All right. I enjoyed the book. The art isn't great. It's but it didn't. No, it's, it didn't take me completely out of the book. I still was able to
0: enjoy it. I, I still enjoyed the book, but every time I would just go to that next panel, I was like, "Oh, really?" All right, but why don't we talk about a book I, we all liked? Oh yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know which one to talk about next. So why don't you go ahead and introduce it? Uh, and we have. Nightwing Rebirth
2: number one. Uh, this is written by Tim Seeley. And I can't find the... Tim Seeley again? Yep. Didn't we just talk about Tim Seeley? Book? <clears throat> I can't find where... Oh, oh the arts... Oh. Uh, um, Yannick, Yannick Paquette. Oh, no yeah. wonder I like the... <laughs> and this, And this is uh, kind of the final moments of Dick Grayson as Spiral coming back to Gotham and becoming...
1: Sorry, I just opened Nightwing, up the book yeah, again yeah. to Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, and I just shook my head <laughs> at, at all the panels, just like oh. oh
2: but, but look at Nightwing and how great it looks. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, I love that cover. All that rain. <clears throat> all the rain. So you have Dick coming back into his life, and he takes, he takes uh, Damon out for uh, arcade games. Not as good <laughs> as pinball. But was a lot of fun because we play like cheese Viking. Yeah. And he loves that game.
1: Mm -hmm. And you have him just. I don't understand how he's playing Cheese Viking, though. It seems like he's on a skateboard thing. Oh, it's. What? Oh, it's Fruit Ninja. It's a touch screen. Okay. Because every time he's, like, at the panel in front of Cheese Viking, I'm like, what is he doing? Mm. Like, I don't see. He doesn't. He's not holding a joystick or anything. Now I realize he's it Cheese Viking is Fruit Ninja.
2: Mmm. That makes it worse.
1: Doesn't it? It's
0: great.
2: Stuff.
1: Because <laughs> that's that's <laughs> real Fruit Ninja really oh. is Dick Grayson's favorite arcade game.
0: No, it's Damien's. Damien's.
1: Yeah, but he only is playing it because he wants to beat Dick's high score. <clears throat> Oh, no, no, you're right. That's because I thought uh, Dick Grayson said, hey, this is your favorite cream, right? That's Dick Grayson says it, not Damien. Okay. But this is kind of
2: like um, it's just rounding up the last two years of.
1: Wait, we're not talking about the arcade anymore? No.
2: (laughs) Okay. Of uh, Dick Grayson, you know, Agent a Spiral, and it's just kind of hitting those things like he goes and sees Midnighter who is a big part of Spiral and his friends and he goes to say goodbye to the Huntress that she's gone to become a Huntress and then he you know he saves Damien for something that was implanted in his head and then he says right, I'm going to go after the the, the the galaxy of owls what are they now? The Parliament. 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 And it's it's good it's the dick that i want
1: <laughs> i'm sorry no it's childish laugh not wrong <laughs> he's
3: wrong uh
2: it has fun to it it has dick dick grayson didn't belong as a super spy it was a great concept but the character doesn't work in that frame it works in this frame. It works mm-hmm. I,
0: with... I felt like I was still reading Dick Grayson, but it just didn't feel right.
1: Yeah, I, I think Midnighter sums it up best. I'm still looking... Oh, here it is. Now go back to being a superhero. You're too nice for work, spy work. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly my feeling every time I read the Dick Grayson book. I'm like... Because even in the Dick Grayson book, he's talking about how he doesn't like being a spy. And I'm like, I don't like you being a spy! Just quit this job!
2: <laughs> <laughs> just editorial! Just fix it! <laughs> just quit this... It's
1: like so, you know, living with somebody that comes home complaining about their job constantly, and it's like, just quit!
0: <laughs>
1: Put your resume out there! Find something <clears throat> else,
3: bud!
0: And I, This did a great job of paying homage to not just to what happened in the New Fifty Two, but also just everything else that's happened with Dick Grayson, like tying it back. Sound like the computer's chiming. I mean, even tying it back into where the name Nightwing came. Mm-hmm. And I like how they brought that up at the beginning, and then they circle back to it at the end. And this this book just works so well that I that I'm glad I get to read Nightwing again. And that's why it was my pick for the list this week, because, man, it's great to have Nightwing back. (laughs) It is.
1: Do you think they're actually tying back... No, he said that he heard stories from Superman. This does not mean that Superman and Jimmy Olsen actually dressed up like Flamebird and Nightwing at one point, right? They're not reintroducing that into the this new, new D-52.
0: Not necessarily, but, I mean, those were, like, prevalent figures in kryptonian history so mm-hmm. we know at least superman told him about that which superman but we, though well, we do it but that's the thing now we do have that superman back uh-huh so who knows that's
1: right but it wouldn't have been this jimmy olsen that he dressed up Ugh, it would have stupid. been a
0: different jimmy olsen so <laughs>
1: now that. my eye hurts like i got a bomb behind it
0: <laughs> i i really enjoyed this book um it was probably my favorite from the month.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I think it was a lot. It is... <clears throat> everything that I've wanted to have happen with Grayson since since Grayson <clears throat> is now getting set back. It's like, yeah. hey, we're bringing that fen- favorite menu item back onto your, at your favorite restaurant.
2: Are uh, the you... McRibs back? Uh, guess what? 14th Anniversary is back from Ithaca.
1: 14th anniversary? What? Oh, you're saying it's like that? Yeah. It's not that. It See is how that. excited well, you, you just me. were? Oh, I know. I gotcha. That, that's what this First. book was. would you do that? <laughs> Chris, you kind of want to punch him in the trunk right now, don't you? I really do. Can you do it for me? I will later. I owe you. Okay. No, you got me last time with the kitty cat. No
0: <laughs> no, I was good. No, I chose to withdraw can. myself from no. that game. <clears throat> All right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Nightwing. Uh, Probably Um, my favorite book. Yeah, uh,
2: it's definitely deserving. And another book coming out of the Bat Family is Red Hood and the Outlaws, Rebirth Number 1. And this is written by Scott Liddell, and I don't know who did the art.
0: Chris? The art was by Dexter Soy. Mm. Which, I know I've seen his name on things before, I just don't remember what, but seeing this book made me be like, why haven't we had Dexter Soy doing a Red Hood like book all along? It it works incredibly well. Um he he worked on
2: Age of Ultron, uh Army of Two comic book, Batman Beyond. Army of Two, you guys love that game. Yeah. Um Captain Marvel. Like he's done he's done some stuff, but it's not like the stuff that we're mm-hmm. going for. <clears throat> And this is definitely a zero issue. And you start with day one with Jason Todd when he's (laughs) stealing the bat wheel. But this is
0: the kind of zero issue that I actually like.
2: Yeah, and even though you know the story, it fits with this new Jason Todd that we have. It really works well. I like this Jason Todd, the guy who's in a way still proving himself to batman and still being like why, why don't you trust me
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know you need to give me a little more um and i think it it works with this character because he's not a bad guy mm-hmm. but he does have the ability to cross the line right. but he's still managing some self-control and the,
1: and i like this jason todd and every time I see this Jason Todd, I'm like, why do we need Damian Wayne?
2: Because mm-hmm. he's
1: younger. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I didn't. The one thing that I had an issue with Nightwing was I didn't like the characterization of Damian. He just wasn't too kiddie. He was too kiddie, and then he wasn't arrogant enough or brash enough. I think they're or trying I, to get away from yeah. that. Yeah,
0: I, I I don't know, see. When I read that, I I read it more as like, okay, it's. Dick and Damien back together again. Like, they worked alongside each other. Damien yeah. doesn't have to, like, throw up that persona anymore. Like, yeah. they, they were in the streets together. Like, he, he can be, like, the kid to him
2: again. And he, he's not trying to prove himself too much to Dick because
3: they've <laughs> been they together. Were Batman <laughs> and,
2: Robin. and he has the ability to kind of let that wall down and be a kid. Because even when he's being a kid, he's still, like, Jesus Aha, I will, yeah. will be the most successful at this ever. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that's what I think what's kind of missing from that is that his his idea of fun is kind of sociopathic. You know, from back in the, like, Grant Morrison, and I think that was the best characterization between him. And it was that Batman and Robin run. And every time, and I feel like it was trying that, and it just wasn't there. Just wasn't quite it and it i found myself kind of getting a little annoyed until and i kind of forgot about it until you brought up everything you were talking about with jason todd here and i'm like yeah that's that's do you mean wayne why don't we have do i don't know it's like one of those every time they reset the universe and then they're both around it's kind of like i don't
2: they, they seem like they're yeah kind of there i hear you Um, but this is probably my favorite version and I enjoyed most of the beginning parts of Red Hood and the Outlaws Mm -hmm. Um, it started getting away from Scott Liddell James Tinian when he took over I didn't really like it when they restarted it again with just um, Jason and uh, Red Arrow Roy Harper Roy Harper I wasn't loving it. I kinda like this version that they're right
0: he's writing right now of this. The way I came out of this was thinking that wow, after writing Jason Todd for four years, Skoladell's finally got it down. Like he's he's learned the character in and out. Like he's got a handle on him enough now that he can tell this kind of story, which it takes place like fifty percent in the past, fifty percent in the present. And while they really kind of marquee this book as being the new dark trinity with Red Hood, Artemis, and Bizarro, they're not even in this book at all. So as I got further into it, I was just kind of like, oh, so like the outlaws aren't actually going to be in this book at all, it's just Red Hood and the. I didn't mind it, (laughs) and now I'm kind of worried about when I actually do read the real number one that I might not enjoy it as much as I liked this book
2: i I can definitely see that i think they really i don't think he needs a team with him anymore i oh, think they've set up this character enough that it could just be red hood red hood the not so good good guy infiltrating the black masks organization okay yeah that sounds like a cool book
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that thing where like hey guys that's a story by the way too um <clears throat> with this issue but that moment where he tells Batman to say to say listen I'm going to do this because no one else can and I can put a stop to it and Batman's saying like if you go you know if you go overboard if you kill anyone I'll take you down and he's just like you still don't trust me you know like th- those moments were really good and then um <clears throat> those little milestone things where they're talking about the past and they're talking about how he's getting trained and you know first time he was in the bat cave and he's like why did you keep all of these things
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh in the bat cave why'd you keep that giant ace why'd you keep that t-rex and he's like those are moments to remember not of the you know vanquishing them but moments where i had to learn to do something
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then you see that Todd, Jason Todd, also has that. He's got the wheel.
0: He has the tires. He's got the the tires,
2: though. He's got the picture of the first time him in costume with Batman. Mm -hmm. Like, those little things, like, that made me, that endeared me a little more to... There's a softness to him. Yeah. To this edge.
1: This hard,
2: angry Uh, edge. Yeah, like you said, Chris, it's like Liddell spent so much time with this character. He finally, like, has it down perfectly. All
1: right, so we got Nightwing infiltrating the Parliament Owls. <clears throat> we got Red Hood infiltrating yeah. the Black Mask. Me. And they're both wearing black masks now, by the way, because <laughs> the the Owls took off the white masks and swapped them out for black. <laughs>
0: yeah, they they changed. They upgraded.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So look forward to that at San Diego Comic Con. <clears throat>
0: the black ne- ne- next year because San Diego. Oh yeah, that already, already
1: happened. Ah. Uh,
0: I, don't know, I, I I really enjoyed this book, and surprisingly, this was probably my second favorite from the month. I mm. would agree.
1: No, I really like this too, but I was very excited <clears> to <throat> see Bizarro again, but I was a little disappointed by that. So It still doesn't surpass Rom at this space. <laughs> <bike>. <laughs> really? <laughs> I really liked Rom. I did you
0: did really? I did.
1: What? It was all right. Oh. It's not it was bad. All
0: right. It wasn't so John, bad. Um, are you able to introduce the next one? Or? Yes, we have. I, I don't know if you were feeling okay
2: enough. Yeah, I'm going to power through it. You might not be able to hear me, but I will still be moving my mouth. Hellblazer <clears throat> Rebirth, number one. Oh, Chris. Sorry, I just finished watching the office again. so
1: You're going explicit tag all over this one.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hellber- Hellblazer Rebirth, number one, uh, written by Simon Oliver and pencils by Moriart? Mortet. Mortet? Mm-hmm. I put a flare on it. Yeah. And this is John Constantine coming back to London. And the reason he had to leave London was a curse was put on him that if he stayed in London, he would. His soul
1: would be ripped out from his living body and, and be sent. A painful death
2: mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> with this curse. And,
1: that, and would be sent to the level of hell, Ebrus? Ebrus? Er-
2: Nerber, whatever his name is. Nerber,
1: yeah.
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. um, This is someone trying too hard to write John Constantine. I think the
1: yeah. story, plot, setup, and his actions were Constantine, but everything out of Constantine's mouth was cosplay Constantine.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, it's... Did you guys see the extra feature that they're the uh, the behind-the-scenes look at Justice League Dark, the new animated, you know, directed DVD movie that's coming out?
0: No, Um, I I saw it posted on ComicBook.com, but I didn't watch it.
1: Okay, because see, they have the guy that played Constantine on the TV show, the TV show voicing Constantine, but seeing that voice coming out of that animation, it's kind of like reading these word balloons. Out of this Constantine, it just it doesn't it doesn't quite fit.
2: Yeah,
1: and the words that he was using also in the Justice League Dark animated thing, I'm like,
2: uh, it just. And he was a really good Constantine on the show. Mm-hmm. On the show,
1: <clears throat> you know, I've only watched three episodes, but he was he was a good Constantine. I think the whole premise to set up him playing chicken, and he, you think he's playing chicken with the demon, then there's the other ace that finally you have the other card that gets played. You know, because that's what it is. When you, I read a Constantine book, I'm ex- I'm expecting to see a chess match be played out, and I get this here overall. But man, just the characterization of him, just sitting talking,
0: is just like, ugh, it, it's tough. Yeah. Especially, what, I mean, go um, ahead, Chris. Um, what threw me off is I was reading this book and I was like, okay, this is, it's like such a watered down Hellblazer. With the skulls it, over the swear words? It, just, like, everything about it, like, it just, it wasn't selling it. And then I'm reading, and then I flip the page, and I'm like, wait, what were we in, like, Captain, like, Marvel, or no, they call him Shazam now, and swapping, mm-hmm. I was like, what did I miss? Like, did I, like, fall asleep and, like, sleep read a couple pages, and then I go back, I'm like, no, and like, they literally just pop up. It seemed like halfway through writing the book, they were like, oh, wait, we need, we're in the DC universe still? Okay, let, let's. Let's do other things.
1: Let's remind everybody that, no, this is actually happening in the DC universe.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, like, that just seems so shoehorned in. And then the story continues, and I was like, oh, okay.
2: Well, also, yeah, it was like, what characters have magic?
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Shazam, oh. Uh, Wonder Woman. Who's another character that deals with uh, Constantine? Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it just didn't work. And it, it's you didn't when-
1: want to know more about the <clears throat> deal between Constantine and Swamp Thing?
2: Well, I would imagine it would go back to the you know Saga of Swamp Thing when Constantine was introduced, and all the times they've had things yeah. throughout of them, even in the um the um, yeah white ring books where oh, okay. the tie-ins with that with Constantine trying to get what's his name to become Swamp Thing again. Um, Alec Holland. Yeah, you know, like these characters have history and I like that they're alluding to that history but all this book does is make me want to read old Constantine
3: Right?
0: yeah I, I, even the end of it too when he's like talking to you as, as the reader I was just like this is this is like too wink and nudgy now yeah like there's, there's a way to do that and like he doesn't need to be talking to me as the reader like he can just be like saying it to himself mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think it would work so much better like
1: or having he, he, there was another character like right around him right before that the uh what's her name the psychic the, girl the, the psychic yeah. girl yeah I, I don't remember her name like she could have been the one accusing him you know easily you know right afterwards yeah. like accusing him what if i didn't show up would you have really sacrificed eight million people all in london yeah, and,
0: and then you just have him be the guy that's like do I do I seem like the kind of person that would yeah. that would care or mm-hmm. however he says it? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Hey, uh, yeah, you, you know, I, I was, would. Hey, I would. I still would have been able to walk away.
0: Mercury. Yeah, Mercury. Mercury.
2: It was a poor imitation of a Hellblazer book. I think it's interesting that they went with Hellblazer instead of John Constantine,
0: like well, they I, I think we actually talked about it when <coughs> they went with that name. That inspired something in me that it was going like that back to basics, like it was gonna be that Yeah dark well, magic book, but in the DC universe again. Yeah. And there's
2: even like stuff with Constantine in that book that I was like, well he wouldn't just sit through a plane ride. If you think back to like books of magic, he like transcends riding on an airplane. Like mm-hmm. they just kind of walked into the airport and then walked out the other side. Uh, in that book, mm-hmm. you know, like, and he was teaching him that magic of not having to do that of of actual magic,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that's what this book was missing is the magic that Constantine has, and not just like, like oh in the in the book, but actually the character that that just there's something about that character that yeah, makes it yeah. good. they haven't been able to do that not since jeff lemire's justice league dark as mm-hmm. the last time that i've liked constantine before that was brian esriello's run on constantine
1: yeah this is definitely a con man who <clears throat> has some magical talents that uses magic as part of his cons yeah. not not a magical force not a magical guy a, a, a powerful magician that can play a con
2: yeah it's a or, con man that just plays. or just a scoundrel who has yeah.
1: magic but i i want to go back to the wonder woman Swamp Thing shazam thing yeah. uh scene because i took that as an interesting turn on its head because oftentimes we see constantine zantana you know the magical characters like sitting outside of a room like saying hey how, should we intervene we saw it in uh, crisis on infinite earths we saw it even in uh Darwin Cook did it in New Frontier, where there's a scene of the magical characters all getting together and like talking about intervening or not. Um, so I took it like kind of like that happening, but it, this time it wasn't because it was because of something Constantine was doing, and Constantine wasn't in that group for, for once, you know, because that's a constant play in the DC universe. It's a constant scene playing out. It's so what is that called? A trope. Uh, DC trope, and I liked that it was kind of, I took it, that's what I took it as, and that's why it worked
2: for me. Um, What this book made me think was, as we said before, like, that Red Hood book, Mm -hmm. he doesn't need the outlaws. This Constantine book, I kind of feel like he almost kind of needs a team, and not like the big heavy hitters of the Justice Mm -hmm. League Dark, but give me like... Detective Chimp and Ragman and you know Blue Devil or some of those more schlubby magical guys that kind of keep him a little more on the straight and narrow, but he still exploits them in some ways. Like I think that would be a more interesting Hellblazer John Constantine book
0: than what we just got. Yeah, this this wasn't that interesting
3: i if
1: it, i I liked the overall
0: story of it though
1: i I did and i'm I feel like I'm defending books that you guys didn't like as much and I wasn't
2: as it's much a weird books. it's a weird thing yeah. It's like when you were like <laughs> oh, I really liked rom that was my favorite book it probably might have been <clears throat> you know overall just because it was
1: it was something that I haven't read before, and we've read books like that before
2: yeah. it's nothing new except he's a big silver robot yeah
0: i want to so rom dramatic readings are the new night force dramatic readings (laughs) hey
1: i did not like night force though but
0: (laughs) well it was something different something you
1: hadn't read before i can get behind
0: yeah but this was done better you know
1: i found the two side characters the two companions for this guy from outer space that travels through space and time yeah I found them at least, you know, uh, a little interest more interesting than you two did. So, I don't know. I don't
0: I don't know. What, maybe it's just like being inside the bubble. As soon as I saw them pop mm-hmm. up, I was like, "This is how they're trying to make me care about reading this book."
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I I've, I got that too because they're the human element. They're the ones that it,
0: it, they, it was just it was so apparent that I was like, I I can't like.
1: Things are going to be explained to them as the reader. Yeah.
0: Do we, yeah. Do we want to do power rankings? Do I we don't think why don't we do um,
2: top three yeah. out of the okay. six? We reviewed six books. Top okay. three out of those, <clears throat> Paul. We know your number one is <laughs> Rom. Rom
1: first. You can talk about Rom. <laughs> Rom. Uh, then I would go number two. I would go uh, Red Hood, and the Outlaws, and then. Uh, Number three, Justice League, just for the art. Wow, I, I liked it. I, you know, and it, I'm not interested in the kindred. I, I think that I don't care about the villains, but I kind of wish it was a silent issue. But that's
0: the thing with like Justice League; you never really care about the villains. Like the villains are just there so you can see the Justice yeah. League do something.
1: That book would have been so much better if it was all seven. Of, you know, all the characters that we saw all sol- solving their crime. You know, the different like scenarios going on. It wasn't an. Not everything was tied into this big overarching thing, but it was like a day in the life of the Justice League. Yeah. And then they all get back to the Watchtower and they're all kind of exhausted, except for Superman, and everybody kind of like
2: looks at him like, what an effing prick. (laughs) You know? Damn, damn alien thinks he's he's better than me. He comes in and he's like, "Uh, guys, uh,
1: so like this this, is this. What are you guys sitting around? There's this, this, and this to do. And they're all like, Winded, they're like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> you
2: know I- and that's why you put it as your number three. Yeah, that would have been a that would have been a fun, uh, more John, fun story.
0: <laughs> you and I are going to have the same the same lineup, so I'll let you go first. Uh, I'm 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 going all three,
2: Bat Family books, Nightwing okay. number one, Red Hood number two, and uh, Birds of Prey. The art. Was not
0: great, Mm -hmm. but it definitely, I definitely enjoyed the story. I I will echo that. uh, Like I thought, Nightwing, Red Hood, and then uh, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. I I think Batgirl's got enough to it that I'm gonna stay interested in it. Yeah, I think Paul just remembered we did Nightwing.
1: No, no, no. no. (laughs) The reason Nightwing Nightwing would probably be done before, and it's only because of Damien the characterization of Damien and Damien still being around. It's like, it's my pity party. It's my, I'm not going to like it because I don't like it. You, know. You,
2: you had this moment, like when I made, I said my list and you were no, like.
1: You know, I want back because he, I can't believe you're still rewarding the horrible art from Batgirl and and the the Birds of Prey.
2: Like, we're not rewarding
0: the art. No, definitely the that's, art. That's what detracted them. the book from being my
2: like number two. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing is, Number four would definitely be Justice League, and then the rest of those I, books.
0: Number four I, would be Justice League. My number <laughs> five would probably be Hellblazer, and and then like the last two, I I don't know. I would have to be yeah. Bounty again because I haven't uh, really picked it up. But mine
2: would be the same because then I think
0: it would go, Rom, and then Bounty. I would probably say ROM next, and then Bounty. Yeah. Left. So we're we're picture perfect. We're the exact same. At least <clears throat> I just don't have that that hook for ROM. Like, yeah. there was nothing wrong. There was nothing bad about it. I just I'm not into it. No. The book confused me because I thought it ended
2: after 15 pages. (laughs) And then I find out there's another Uh, uh, G.I. Joe story. That hook at the end is
0: amazing! (laughs) John, pretty much the book did end after 15 pages. They just made you read those 15 pages again in 30. Oh, man. But the hook at
1: the end where it's the G.I. Joe showing up?
2: I am so in. When I flipped to that page and I was like, is that Roadblock and Scarlet? I did
0: the same thing. I went back to the page before.
2: <laughs> they say Yo, Jo.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, it is. It is Roblox and Scarlet. But I just had to make I sure in.
2: I was in. Yeah. So they're working with the bad guys. They're clone, yeah. They, they they're, yeah.
1: That's they, they clone don't.
2: Wraiths. So then Roadblock and Scarlet are dead.
1: No, no. They they, they don't know about these that that oh, they're Ron's working for. Show them. Yeah. Ron's going to have to show up and save them
2: from no. the tire race. You know why I wish showed up at the end of the book? Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, oh yeah, that would have been good. If he walked off that helicopter I'd been like, "Oh fuck, I got to read the next issue." How about Sergeant Slaughter? <clears throat> don't like Instead. No. Not no, not the same. Macho Man. But Sergeant Slaughter was in yeah, Joe, tassels right? tassels off of his yeah. like spray paint leather right. coat with but, matching pink glasses and s- Cowboy hat thing, Macho Man
1: was on GI Joe.
2: <clears throat> no, I'm oh. just saying I would have rather instead of it being oh. GI Joe, Macho Man, Randy Savage,
1: and then it be a uh, commercial or an advertisement for Slim Jims.
2: No, just him on the helicopter. And then oh. him wrestling Rom. Come on, that'd be awesome.
0: No. And he defeats the Diorets because they don't like Slim Jims.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the one thing they're allergic to. They, they they're, can't, they're can't they're not snap capable capable into it.
0: Of snapping into it. <laughs>
1: That's how he figures out who's a styre race and who's human. <clears throat> kind of like that episode of Tiny Toon Adventures where all the robots were eating broco- broccoli. You know the one, chopping broccoli. All right, we've been doing this for an hour and a half. John, hey. you need to drink some tea <clears throat> and get the hell out of my house before you get me sick. <laughs> yeah, Hot toddy. yeah. Hot toddy. Uh
0: toddy.
2: Honestly,
0: like whenever I had a sore throat before whiskey, just bam.
2: Mm-hmm. My, th- that My throat doesn't hurt. I'm just having trouble talking.
0: Oh, it, it, even if your mm. throat doesn't hurt, like, whiskey will just loosen you up enough. Like, that yeah. burn it uh, just strips away whatever's whatever's getting your glands there.
1: How is it for breaking up phlegm? For whatever reason, yesterday, after Kate and I went out for dinner, we both were
0: driving home Wait, and we were Kate?
1: just... Friend Kate or wife Kate? Wife Kate. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> wife Kate. Wife Kate. Well, now you have to make the distinction since you did it earlier. Now I feel like I never know. (laughs) No, you will.
1: Uh, Just always always assume wife Kate,
0: unless I I think friend friend Kate went to go see Cake with John Ed and I. So oh wow yeah,
2: so there you go. That was a nice time. It was was a
1: good time. Probably a great time. Um, We we had so much phlegm. We were both kind of miserable on the way driving home. And then we get home, and we're like, how do we cure this? And I was just drinking a lot of water. So whiskey, would that have would that Probably. have done the trick?
0: I mean, it wouldn't have made it any
1: worse. All right. I know I was trying to wrap up the show like five minutes ago, and I just dragged it out another two minutes, and I apologize, listeners. So uh, like us, subscribe us. I
0: thought that's what you were saying that for <laughs> so we could just wind it up.